Green Team Academy podcast, episode 57. My interview with Anissa Forsyth, second grade teacher and recycling ambassador in Odessa, Texas. Hey, are you ready to make a positive impact for the planet? If so, then you're in the right place. My name is Joan Gregerson, and I am an eco-nut. Thanks for joining me today, and don't forget to head over to the greenteamacademy.com website to pick up plenty of other resources to help you on your way. And with that, let's get started. Hey, Green Team, what's up? Oh my goodness, so nice to be hanging out with you again today. Welcome to another episode of the Green Team Academy podcast. And today, this is going to be really fun. You're going to get to sit in on my interview with Anissa Forsyth. And Anissa is a second grade teacher in a bilingual classroom in Odessa, Texas at Reagan Elementary. And we are going to be talking about some of the cool stuff that she did starting with her own class and then moving all the way out into the community of bringing recycling options to the youngsters to start with and then everybody um, in the community in Odessa. So um, with that, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me this morning, Anissa. And um, I'm always curious to know what what brought you, you know, certainly there's lots of teachers and lots of busy folks out there doing doing good work, but what brought you to the this kind of focus of how, of bringing the environmental aspect into your classroom. Thank you, Joan, so much for inviting me. I really appreciate everything you're doing to bring everything together about about connecting things with the green team, how important it is to 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 make the world a better place. So thank you, first of all. And um, I, I guess I have to start from the beginning, from when I my upbringing with my mom and dad, uh, Claude and Francis Boyd, um, my dad was from Texas. He was a cowboy from Texas who eventually got a doctor's degree in education. And my mom was was a, a, a student of academics and, and, and religion who loved to garden. And she was from Ohio. So it was quite a, quite a match that was really amazing that they were able to find each other and create the family that they did and they eventually um, took us around the world and back and my dad worked for the Ford Foundation in the in the 60s and we ended up going to to Lahore Pakistan where three of the four children were born including my twin brother and my older brother my twin brother Dave and my older brother Mark and my sister was the only one born in the States in Austin or started there in, in Pakistan in our life made us appreciate the world just as as an entire planet and how amazing it is. And both of my parents were my dad loved every little creature from he couldn't kill a fly. And so we he always and he was a horse whisperer. And then he got a doctor's degree. He helped um develop educational systems in Pakistan in the rural areas and from there he ended up getting a job with AID the agency for international development 
where all of us ended up in Latin America and became bilingual. All the kids are now bilingual in Spanish because that's where we spend most of our time in the Caribbean, Central America, and South America. So all of that experience really made me who I am, made me understand and appreciate planet Earth. Travel definitely does that and and gives you that feeling that we are all on this big marble floating in space rather than that we're somehow at odds with mm-hmm. with other people where we all have the same the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that we're not all so different. We're all pretty much the same. That's what you know, you you come to see that really we're not we're not all that different. We all like to have running water and a place to live and a and a market to go get some food. And uh so that's really what that when you come back home to the States you realize, wow, we're we're really the same. Exactly. Right. And we all want a better future for our kids and we do what we can um, in that regard. Okay. So, so that's a good segue. So now um, I know you've done lots of other things um, teaching, but let's pick the story up when you got to Reagan elementary where you are now. So um, tell us a little bit about when you started at Reagan Elementary and what what you do as a teacher and what you started doing first in your in your classroom. Well, I've, I've been teaching 28 years, and the last three years I've been at Reagan Elementary. So um, I guess 2016 is when I started, and in my other school I had helped um, helped with the garden at my other school. So when I came to Reagan, I kind of had the same ideas of things that I wanted to do in terms of conservation with my kids. I started really by by reading books to the kids, like The Lorax by Dr. Seuss, which is a very important book that explains about conservation and taking care of planet Earth. And and another book called The Womp World by Bill Peet, which was also written in, in the same kind of uh, way to help kids understand how important it is. Um, to take care of planet Earth, specifically a book that explains that there is no no planet B, as as you say on on your podcast. And so I think I think those two books are important. And there are a multitude of books out there about gardening, about recycling that that teachers can that teachers can find. So then through that, I, I started just to recycle um, the the plastic in our classroom specifically because our breakfast bottles were plastic. And so every morning they would have, I would explain to them that this plastic is a natural resource and it comes from the ground, specifically petroleum, which is we live in the Permian basin and it's the place that's getting more oil out of the ground than any place in on planet earth right now. And so I explained to them that this is something we need to conserve because it, this is why your parent, many of your parents are here, have a job because of this precious natural resource. So I began with plastic, and that's what's important is that you, you begin small. You just begin with one thing at a time. And then I added cardboard and paper and aluminum that we began to recycle in the classroom. And the first year, I really didn't go out of the classroom. Everything was just within the classroom. Yeah, let me ask you real quick. So um, tell us a little bit about the kids and um, Odessa, Texas. It's a bilingual classroom. So tell us a little bit about the community where you're, where you're teaching this. 
Well, all my, most of my kids, all my students in the classroom are, are Spanish speaking students. So they come from many of them, a heritage of rural communities, not all of them, but many of them, their parents understand the idea of, of conservation. It took some explaining to the students first before it eventually got to the parents. So it took quite a while before the beginning, the first half of the year I took with my class, just, just me and my class um, recycling and talking about conservation. And then I decided in January this last year to roll the, um, the recycling program into the, in, into the rest of the grade level. And um, to explain to my second grade grade level teachers what we were doing, that we were going to start recycling school, school-wide. Did you have support in your school to be doing these, these kind of efforts? Yes. And one of the most important things that a teacher needs to know before she or he begins a recycling program is that it's important to have the support of your, your principals and your your custodians, your teachers, and the parents of your students. And um, before I um, embarked on on a school-wide program, I went to my principal and asked him if we could begin a school-wide program. And he said, absolutely. And uh, Mr. Wayne Squires at Reagan Elementary has been very helpful and very supportive in helping me get this uh, recycling program off the ground. And the resources I used were initially that I just got dollar store bins and we put our own labels on there. But I had written a grant for Donors Choose, which is an organization out of New York, started by a teacher, uh, that where teachers can write grants and be funded by different companies. And so I had a gardening grant and I had uh, recycling bins and seeds and all uh, a little wiggly worm earth farm where I could start composting. And so it was about $600 and that got funded. So once that got funded, then I was able to, to have more bins and um, then I needed labels. So uh, I found another organization to help me with the labels, which is recycle, recycle across America. And they, they helped me provide labels for the school school wide. So there are many different components. The city of Odessa helped. They they pitched in and gave us a giant dumpster that's in the alley. And so once we were able to develop that that recycling program in the building, then I was able to to um, get some bins where all the teachers and their green teams would put the recycling products in the larger bins, and then the custodians would take those and and take those to the even larger bin that's behind the, the school. And so thank you to the city of Odessa and Keep Odessa Beautiful, who also provided paper bins for all the teachers in all their classrooms. So it, it takes a lot of different pieces to make um, all of this happen. A lot of people to help out. I think you're a master at reaching out and, and getting people um, interested. And, and I think that's something that a lot of us didn't know early on when you, and I think a big reason that people feel that they're ineffective or that they keep failing is because they don't know that there are all these organizations out there that want to help you. 
that you're the solution to their problem. Yes. They're, they're wanting to find people. And when they find someone enthusiastic, they're just generally overjoyed. Yes. And, um, I think you said with the Re- Recycle Across America, uh, I think we should mention too, there were a couple companies that stepped up to sponsor, um, to, to provide the, the funding for those labels for everything. Uh, yes, a company called Merchology and uh, 1% for the Planet. They, they purchased the labels for all the, the grade level bins and the LART and the bins for the school and then the bins that, that are in the, in the alley. And they're uh, an organization that, whose, goal, whose goal it is to create consistent labeling across, across the country so that we can um, not be confused at the bin and recycle the correct things where the places that are recycling different items. And so when I contacted them, they were more than happy to provide the labels. And all my class had to do was uh, write a thank you card to Merchology and to 1% for the planet. And so we did uh, posters and we sent pictures and uh, Recycle Across America used my, my classes picture on their website to represent the, the the part of the of their website that talks about about schools and how schools can can get assistance with the labels so if you go to recycle across america you're you will see mrs Forsyth's class holding the the thank you card for merchology so i think that was pretty awesome that we were able to make that connection from odessa texas to minneapolis minnesota which is where they're based you know you start with this group of second grade Spanish speakers, um, and they are now um, ambassadors, national ambassadors. As So it's a leadership, you know, it's propelling them into a leadership p- position as ambassadors for, for these things that all of us can be doing. And, and also, I think Recycle Across America also reached out to you to kind of push you to to do some more, um, a little, become a bit more of a leader, um, too. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yes. After, after some time, I got an email from Recycle Cross America asking me if I would be interested in writing a letter to a congresswoman um, and a letter to the administrator of the EPA because the United States Congress has a bill that's that is going to 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 push um, the importance of recycling consistently with proper labels across the United States and recycle across America is behind that and they were going to have a meeting on July 11th and they wanted uh, me to write a letter so I wrote a letter with Reagan's permission with their letterhead and sent that letter to Recycle Across America, and my letter was given to Congresswoman McCullum from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and to the administrator of the EPA, who um, took my letter, and they were going to use that letter to to back the the bill that hopefully soon will be passed that will provide funding and grants for cities so that they can recycle right and develop programs that will work. And this is what I see happening again and again. If when we're open to it, 
that that starting small is great, but stopping there is is very depressing, because if even if you um, if you had just done recycling in your class, it it would feel kind of depressing because it, you'd see all the waste around you and feel that you know there's so much more to be done. Um, so the fact that you started in your classroom expanded to the whole grade, then to the whole school, now offering it at the community level, and then then taking your experience to influence policy level at the national, policy at the national level, that's, that's that ladder of engagement where, um, where when we're working at all ladders, it feels really great, at all levels, it feels really great. Because if you were just at that top, top policy level, but you know, you're in a great position because you're working with individual kids who are getting this, but mm-hmm. also being able to, to impact the, the policy level. So that's pretty, pretty incredible. And so, um, so how does it work as far as now the, the community members being able to use that? Um, is, there, is there not plastic recycling in the rest of the area? Or how, how does this fit in as a resource in Odessa? Well, there is a limited amount of plastic recycling. There are bins located around the city but very very few there's um not as far as i know i don't think any other elementary school in odessa has the giant green dumpster that we have in our alley which we've dubbed the jolly green giant um there may be another school but i i don't believe so and we do have a a local recycling center but it's pretty limited and only a couple of uh, official paid employees work there to process all the recycling that people can take there. But because we are a city of, of um, between 175,000, 200,000 people, uh, I think that if everybody did recycle the way they need to, that it, the system's not set up to take all the recycling that needs to happen. So it's a beginning and people are trying to see that that it's important to recycle plastic. And one of the things I wanted to address was that I normally don't tell people the awards that I get, but I received an award by, from Keep Odessa Beautiful. They surprised me in front of my entire school and presented the award to me for the uh, recycling ambassador of Odessa, Texas, because they said, well, once we opened it up to the community that our plastic was so clean that even China would buy our plastic because they, in 2017, decided not to take the plastic that we were selling to them because it was so contaminated. And now they have very, very strict rules, and those rules applied to our Reagan plastic could, be, could pass for sellable plastic to China. So that was really exciting, and I really accepted that award on behalf of my second grade students there at Reagan Elementary because they're the ones that made it happen. They're the green team that was doing, they were doing all the work every day, every morning, and getting the recycling to the bin, and then once a week taking that bin to the larger bin and getting all that ready for the custodians who would then take the fuller bins and take them outside. So um, I thought that was a uh, a, a great, and I was honored by the Keep Odessa Beautiful because they've been very, very helpful in there. Like you say, 
once somebody sees somebody steps up to help, then organizations are more than willing to step forward to help you in any way they can. And so what would you say, um, if there's an, another teacher out there or someone in the community that would like to start something at um, an elementary school or, or any school in their area, what, what would be your advice for them of what would you kind of condense if, if they were just pulled you aside and said, okay, Anissa, I have five minutes. Like, tell me, what, what, what should I do? Well, uh, first of all, I would say start small. Have a big idea of what you want to do, but start small with your classroom um, because that, that's, that's a beginning. That's how you're going to, to make things happen. But at the same time, you need to have that big idea. You need to be able to motivate people and encourage people and promote what you're doing in a kind of an incentivized way. And one of the things I didn't mention was how important the part about PepsiCo Recycle Rally is a very important part because it encourages you can, on this site, you can record how much you're recycling and they give you points and you can buy things prizes and materials that you can use to give to the students and the staff and the parents to motivate them to recycle. So that's a really important part of, of starting a program is to start small and make sure that you, you provide incentives and be positive and happy about your message and not try to push people to do something they don't want to do, but be there when they're ready to and they're receptive to make the change. So that's kind of what I've learned is that you just got to be positive and helpful and um, patient. Very patient. patient. (laughs) I I think um, I remember when we were talking earlier, you were saying that some of the procedures, and this is probably why it makes such good sense to start with a classroom, but some of, because classroom management, you're, you're helping them figure out what the rituals and the routines are anyhow. So um, you had mentioned that you just kind of fit that into what, what the routine was. So instead of throwing in the trash, then you just changed it up a little and they didn't really think, twice about it and do the kids have any um what are what are their comments about the this whole area of of sustainability and and the planet and do you do you hear i know they're second grade but um do you do you hear any kind of surprising comments from them about like after you read one of the books like Wump World or the Lorax? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, by the end of the year, or even really from the get-go, the first couple of weeks, and they they can just see the impact that they are making when they're when they're when they're taking care of they're doing their job because that is the recycling team is a job, and the, every week a, a different group of students cycle out of that job and they just they see that how important it is and their and their heart is there so it's 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 important to know that and and i i i didn't mention how important the other part is about rolling this whole thing out from the students 
is that I use Facebook to bring to light all the information that I was doing at Reagan Elementary, which opened it up to the community, opened it up to the parents, and opened it up to my sister, Kim Surgeon, who's a teacher, ESL teacher at Odessa College. So I kind of wanted to bring that in because it's really important to make that connection because we need to we need to spread the good ideas out. And so um, my sister teaches ESL, and she explained to her stu adult students what I was doing. They got all excited about it and started recycling plastic, giving it to my sister, and my sister would in turn take it to the Jolly Green Giant and, and put it in the dumpster for me. And so and she has a couple of ESL classes, and they all got motivated. They invited me to present what I was doing to them. They made a giant poster that says, Reagan re reduces, reuses, and recycles. And it was made, of, made from recycled materials that I can use in my class to present to my kids how important this is. So, and even one of, the, one of her students was a parent of one of my students that I had in my original school at San Jacinto Elementary. So everything kind of came back around and uh, it was just a turning point because it was one more organization, another entity that saw how important this was to make it happen. So one of the big things I think well, what you just talked about is something that I know I felt as a kid is when I was seeing things happening, I remember trying to talk to my mom about, hey, I heard these there's really bad chemicals in the the laundry detergent and she just dismissed it as you know, just dismissed it, no further yes. conversation. And and I think that what you're saying is that these college age kids from around the world are saying, wow, what the second grade class is doing and what this elementary school is doing is cool and we want to change our behavior and we, we will change our behavior and we'll support them. So again, now they're being global ambassadors because I've taught ESL and it's, it's just so beautiful to have people from around the world in your classroom. So there again, it just shows that doing taking a small step but not with a limited view, you can have that kind of impact. So that's, that's wonderful. And then I was going to also ask you, Anissa, what do you see going forward? Like, what would you like to see, let's say, um, I don't know, five years, 10 years in the future for Odessa? And, uh, and also maybe like thinking about the kids that are in your classroom that are second graders now, they'll be, you know, 10 years from now, they'll be graduating from high school. What, what is your vision from, from what you're doing right now? What, what do you see for the future? Well, what I see for Odessa, Texas is hopefully eventually have curbside recycling and, uh, and a more consistent step or process of recycling for the school district as well as the universities, UTPB, Odessa College. They all have some kind of recycling program going on, but it's not all connected and all consistent. And so I think that's really important. And for my kids forward, I want I see them to be the leaders. And I always tell them, you're the leaders. You're the ones that are going to take care of the world for us. And I, I really thoroughly believe that they're 
they took that in as a is a responsibility and uh, I hope that that they continue recycling when they're in third grade and I'm I plan an after school program this this year to meet once a month opening up to school wide so I'm hoping that some of those students will come back to me and and continue the tradition but that's what I hope and and I I want people to understand that make to the importance of making that connection between the plastic that is not trash that is a natural resource that we're getting out of the ground right here right here in Odessa Texas and that when we throw it in the trash can we're throwing away petroleum so I want people to make that connection in the area and and I know that people want to do things and they want to help but it needs to be easier the whole system needs to be easier and consistent so that everybody can be on the same page to do. Because I take my glass to Target. Thank you to Target for having a place to recycle my glass. I compost everything I have at home. I put it in the alley. And I want everybody to make that connection. I have a garden. So when I have a garden, I'm creating oxygen. When I have a comp compost, I'm creating nutrients for the ground. And so I want everybody to make those connections so that they understand that this is our planet and we we need to take care of it so that that's what i want for the next five years and beyond and and you are making it happen too so that yes. is super cool and i can see yeah. you know now that you have this the eco club type of model started where you're meeting every month um that those those kids who have been in your class or in the school doing this stuff that that they could be very powerful advocates. Um, I, I know with the Youth of the Earth Leadership Council that we had in Longmont, I asked the kids, do you, where do you want to go? Who do you want to talk to? And they went and spoke at city council meetings. Um, that was the first year I had been to a city council meeting. <laughs> um, but, you know, they spoke to city council meetings. They spoke to the school board. Uh, they were recognized at the state of Colorado legislature. And, you know, when the kids show up, the adults' hearts melt in a way mm -hmm. that that uh, it's hard for us other adults to get to people. So, um, you know, asking them what do they see for the future and letting them go out and be ambassadors and express it. Um, I can see a lot of very cool things happening for Odessa, Texas and yes. beyond. Thanks thanks in big part to, to what you've been doing. Yes. I had never written a letter to a congresswoman, let alone to the head administrator of the EPA. And I've never attended a, a, a city council meeting, meeting either. And I hope to be able to do that soon, hopefully with some of my students. But I, I wanted to say, I really want to thank my, my husband, Chuck, and my kids, David and Elizabeth, because without them, I would not be able to do this because this whole, everything I do has impacted them too, because I had to, that's where my world began is in, in my home. So I really appreciate all the, all the support that they gave me because it's, and they've been, their eyes have been opened as well. And, and this isn't something that, that's, that just, it's been in my soul my whole life. It's maybe it's been there, maybe it's been dormant, but now it's kind of come out in the last few years. So I just wanted to thank them. Yeah. Well, that, that's wonderful. And I think that is, that is the exciting part is that when the people around us, 
are also interested and and are able to change that it is um, a very like those kids if they go home and talk to their parents and their parents go oh, okay well we can drop the recycling off that's no problem that's that's that validating and affirming that that these things are so important that that really help the kids and and our planet be going in the right direction all right Absolutely. so any last little thing that we missed before we sign off here anisa well i i wanted to thank you joan uh, thank you very much for having your your green team podcast it's amazing and i've listened to many of the podcasts and i i continue learning many things and that that's i guess is one of the most important points is that the more you know the the less you you the less you think you know because you have to continue just learning more and more and and it's your the idea of what you need to do just becomes more and more impactful the more you learn the more you understand how important it is what you're doing and uh it just takes that one step at a time and don't give up and be the light and be the change that's, Amen. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we were speaking with Anissa Forsyth of uh, Reagan Elementary School in Odessa, Texas, and I'm going to be leaving her contact info there. If you want to reach out to her, there's also a really wonderful article from the Odessa American that's got super cute kids of her super cute pictures of the kids recycling and, and some quotes from the kids. So you can check that out as well. And I just want to thank you so much, Anissa, for everything that you're doing and for hanging out with us today. And with that, remember everybody, the time for action is now because there is no planet B. Thank you, Anissa. Bye. Thank you, Joan. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for another episode of the Green Team Academy podcast. Remember to check out all the resources to help you make a positive eco-impact in your community at greenteamacademy.com. Thanks so much and see you right back here soon.